0: That means it's time to pick some bones. We really haven't picked many bones for a couple of episodes here. We've been more of the like how to, um, you know, quick tips. Uh, but we did talk about the cell cam bands, so that's kind of picking a bone. And uh, I don't even remember what the last. I guess we talked crossbows too, somewhat recently. Which we're gonna we're gonna continue those conversations more. Uh, my thoughts are evolving on both situations. As I think about them more, and I hope you do the same thing. I hope you don't just say, "You know what? I got an opinion on this." And till death do we part. Uh, always be thinking about uh, where you stand on stuff and reevaluate, and uh, you know, make sure you're the way you're thinking is the best way to think. And uh, that that's a process. It's not that's not a one time thing. You get an idea and then that's it. So uh, I'll be doing the same thing. But tonight we're gonna pick another bone or, or, you know what we're, we're not really picking a bone we're talking about a bone that has been picked <laughs> already somebody else was all mm-hmm. flaming hot mad on instagram this week and i lost the comment i <laughs> it was a it was a post and i think um i follow the poster and the poster follows me but i have i can't remember their name and uh i lost track of it <clears throat> can't read the whole thing but the guy was essentially ranting about this doing it for the gram he was ranting about hunters going on uh hunts uh maybe uh staying out later into a season tagging additional or bagging additional animals simply for the clout on social media And, uh, he, he, I mean, he said it in a much more intense way there. Uh, this is a family podcast, um, (laughs) but there was some, there was some heavy hitting language in there and you know what, Alex, he targeted you and me. He didn't name us, but, uh, he said dads and, uh, Alex and I are both dads. So Uh we're were kind of targeted there, but he said all the dads on the gram. That's right. He said all these dads that are making (laughs) content, which would be Alex and me. And uh, not that he was he was singling us out specifically, but uh, we definitely fit that uh, what would you call it that that dynamic, that population dynamic or whatever it is that that focus group there. And uh, he said, "Dads on <laughs> on Instagram making content are whacking more animals just so they can get the clout." And um, uh, I thought it was kind of funny that he that he mentioned that. But, uh, you know, at first, you know, when when you're the the person in the group that's being attacked, you want to, like, back off a second and be like, whoa, dude, stay in your lane, man. But then you got to really think, well, is he on to something? And uh, I started to think back to when I started First Gen Hunter, which is when I started an Instagram. Before that, I was just a Facebook and go wild guy. Um, But I started an Instagram when I started First Gen Hunter. And I have to admit that first year when i was uh when I was uh trying to you know produce content I was posting like every single day now I post like once a week but uh I felt that additional pressure mm-hmm. to be not only producing you know like cool pictures and stuff but be producing you know who's this guy that's talking about hunting that can never seem to uh kill anything you know that's what I was afraid of. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, I let it get in my head space a little bit. And so to this guy's point, which, you know, you can, uh, you can win more people over with honey rather than vinegar, dude. So maybe next time you'll, you'll, uh, get more, get more results from your point, but I don't know. Here here we are talking on this podcast who is going out to a lot of ears right now. And uh, I guess they're they're hearing your point this way too, since you shouted. So maybe vinegar it is, but the right the the thing is he he has a point, and so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And um, I'll uh I'll come weigh in on myself a little bit more on my own point here, but it's always good to have, I think, uh, the guy who's been around the longest in the hunting world uh, in our group. And uh, actually that's probably a pretty close, uh, a pretty p- close thing for Alex and Caleb because Caleb started when he was like a little kid and Alex was kind of a, not a total first gen hunter, but pretty close to a first gen hunter like myself. So, you know what, maybe we'll start with Caleb here. Caleb, what do you think, buddy? The, the doing it for the Graham, uh, side of, of hunting. Like, do you, th- do you think that's even a problem? Was it worth it for this guy to get all bent out of shape over it?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, kind of like you've alluded to. There's there's some truth. I think a double-edged sword to me. You know, you've got you've got um, on one hand, there's to me, I guess there's an accountability aspect that's almost good on the good side, right? Like, uh, you know, not not that it's shameful to shoot a smaller buck, but like getting bucks maybe to a more mature age class. Some somewhat, you're like, man, uh, we're in this social media age. It's like I don't want to post something that's like that you're not proud of. It kind of mm. keeps you in check in that way. If you're posting, you know, about our animals you've harvested. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it can influence as like influencing and such on social media is a real thing it influences maybe your thought process in the, in the deer woods or um, if for me, I guess right now, one of the things I think about is like Turkey hunting specifically, because uh, there's a lot of talk um, from some larger, um, hunting sources about like the, the need for more resources and let the Turkey population grow. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not much of a Turkey hunter, So Alex maybe has better input on this, but, um, but just, it feels like people just go out and hammer turkeys every spring. And I'm like, how many turkeys is too many, you know? And to so me, I mean, like we on one hand, it's like, Oh, we got to build all this habitat. And on the other hand, it's like, there's blasting blast and, you know, heads th- off all these turkeys. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think that there's some of that where like, you know, especially when you're using social media as a, or YouTube or whatever, as a, as a, an income there. Yeah. They're you. And essentially you're having to produce, um, there's certain places I, I respect more where like they'll kind of give an update throughout their year about how they're using the meat that they harvest. And I think that that's important to me. Um, cause that's an important reason why like I like to hunt is I like to have, meat and maybe even meat in excess in the freezer to be prepared for whatever. Yeah. So
0: while you bring that up, so this is another can of worms that I didn't even think about until you just mentioned what you did there. What do you got? How do you guys feel when you see like a major YouTube channel and they're just stacking up whatever it is they're after, you know, usually going to be deer, right? You can get a lot of deer tags in a lot of places in this country and deer population isn't hurting um and then you see because maybe they're hunting like way out of state and they got more hunting to do you know they're on the road they're busy obviously they don't have a cool you know like a freezer with them or whatever and so they'll go and they'll like whack you know within their group three four five deer and then they just drop them all off oh yeah uh you know feed the hungry you know um the what do they call those things hush program is what they call it here they have hunters feeding the hungry i think is what they they call that or something hunters for the hungry yeah yeah hunters for the hungry you know and they just you know get get offload those deer and you know on to state number two you know i mean like is that part of what this conversation is do you think
2: it could be but but i don't know i i would side on the opposite argument there i think you got a tag, right? And you're managing yep. the population. And the money's going right. there. I mean, it. It like that's the point, right? You're getting it, yeah. money towards conservation. Now, at the same point, it's like, you know, is that your full time job of influencing? Mm-hmm. I don't know, right? But there are mm-hmm. some major, major stations. But you know, I I'd argue that there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah, I I used to hunt in. And and it wasn't even in the West. It was in Virginia, and we had a state program where we would hunt in city ground in city grounds to manage the populations that were so heavily overpopulated. Mm-hmm. And we donated like forty four thousand pounds of meat. Wow <laughs> is is that is that wrong? I don't think so. Yeah. Did we post every doe on social media? No, but we could have. I mean, I, I would I would have looked like. A stone cold killer for the gram, <laughs> yeah, and I and I was just turning to be a father, just uh, yeah. to, to say he's that, you know what I mean. <laughs> but, you know, I would joke the the homeless or uh, folks going into the uh, you sure. know the the shelters were eating better than uh, folks you know in their own yeah, home. That's true. With yeah. all the organic meat that we were getting them so. yeah. yeah. I, I don't know that that's the argument, but, but right. if that was, I would I would disagree with it on the part that that's such a small yeah. small group of like I mean you're talking about hunters in general are a small population in a whole, and then you're taking like the one percent of that group, and that's what people are seeing over and over and over on social media.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: I don't I don't think that's that's part of it i do think and i know we've talked about this before if you're going to shoot 10 animals this year and then you're showcasing that all you eat is t-bone steaks i don't understand that yeah right like i mean i I shoot quite a bit of animals throughout the year and my freezer's full i couldn't tell you the last time i went and bought ground beef but i have Mm -hmm. elk steaks or or venison two three four times a week like I'd, i'd have a gripe with that but you know yeah I, I think those are those are relative conversations yeah yeah that,
0: that's that's a great point that alex brings up there too we talked about that with nick otto of the hunt of war podcast um i don't remember what number that episode was for some reason the number 108 or 109 is jumping out in my head but i i think it was our first pick and bones episode actually or first or second and uh, it was a great one and alex is right you know the you know, eat what you eat, what you kill, you know, is definitely Mm -hmm. a major part of that. And, and, uh, yeah, as far as the other part there that Caleb made me think of, um, with, um, people that are, you know, just donating it all or whatever. I'm mostly in agreement with, with Alex, although where, uh, I would probably uh, differ a little bit is, um, You know, with somebody who has that big of a following that's doing that, um, their their ripple effect is just so much greater than the vast majority of of others. And you don't want to communicate like the wrong attitude through that. Like this is something that's so easily cast off. That's just an inconvenient, basically an inconvenience. Now that I had my fun, had my way with the land, I guess I'll go drop these deer off real quick and, you know, wash my hands of it and take the horns with me. You know, it's like, you don't ever want to. So I guess I, I agree with Alex, but with caution there that I think somebody could, could communicate the wrong thing through doing that. And, uh, um, you know, that ripple effect then, if you start to, you know, well, you know, the term influencer, you start to influence other people through social media to kind of almost lose the true spirit of why we're hunting. Um, you know, that's, I don't think that's good, but to Caleb's point too, on the turkey thing, you know, I've had those, those similar thoughts, Caleb, I I certainly have, Mm -hmm. um, Uh, and deer it's a different thing too and and alex is absolutely right it's part of the sweet magic you know the sweet science of of uh the north american model for balancing populations is you know it's it's a self-feeding thing money for for managing the population in large part comes from the sale of those tags plus there's nothing greater, I think, than helping out somebody who really needs food and you're not just helping them out with garbage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like expired, you know, uh, m- big meat processing plant, you or know, donuts, or something. sausages <laughs> and like donuts. Yeah. Noodles. Something yeah. that destroys their health, you know, yeah. that you're, you're giving them, like Alex said, the highest quality of meat you could possibly give somebody. So I love that aspect of it too. But um alex what do you think have you been uh have you been observing what others have as far as uh you do you feel people are just simply filling tags to build build their name in the hunting space
2: yeah i mean i i think in in some respect there's pressure to perform i mean you know certain certain influencers or i mean i i guess i guess i'm torn on the word influencer right anybody Mm -hmm, could technically mm -hmm. be influencing people right but if we're if we're truly talking about somebody that's like paid as an influencer in some regard you know they they have they have like a goal or a budget of of how many people are viewing stuff and how many times they have to be out in the field and all these other things like there's there's this pressure to perform and that's like any other job in a sense right so it's like you know, we could throw out any celebrity hunter out there and say, you know, they have to get out in the field, you know, 50 days a year to showcase what they want to do on, on, on YouTube or Instagram, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. But I think it can be done right too. You know, I, I I see plenty of so-called influencers that are educating and they're not just shooting animals left and right, you know, so I I think there's a fine balance, but I kind of go back to the whole, the whole point I was talking about earlier. Like it's such a small group and yes, they're influencing people, but the reality is there, there isn't enough time to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Like would love to be out. Well, heck, I I think I'm out in the field quite a bit in reality of the year. I'm probably out four or five weeks a year. I still don't think a lot of people could do that. And I still don't feel like I have enough content and enough information and I'm only harvesting what, five animals a year, maybe right. seven yeah. on a really good year. So I don't know. I, 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 still think, I still think it's such a small group and yes, people look at it, but if you're eating the meat or you're taking care of it and you're not wasting it, I'm, I don't really yeah. see that big of an issue with it, you know, and yeah, on the context of turkeys. I think turkey hunting has just become more popular just like bear hunting has become more popular mm-hmm. and you're seeing more of it. You know, you're, you're we're seeing more of it on Instagram or, or Facebook or whatever it is, but right. We're talking about the gram. I, I think we're seeing more of it because more people are venturing out. I'm hearing yeah. about it more. I got more clients wanting to go out bear hunting than ever mm-hmm. before, you know? And um, actually I just shared our, whatever our last couple podcasts were about you know, our bear hunt with, yeah. with a couple of clients because they're like, you know, I'm intrigued. I want to go. I've never done it. I'm like, this is a great way to get out into yeah. a Western hunt and experience, yeah. it, you know, just like, you know, just like you guys did. So I don't know. I, I think it's a cool thing. We're getting more people involved. And, and at the same point, I think, I think it's good because there is an allotment of tags. There is a success rate that you're playing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, right you know, the game management is being managed. I mean, that's, that's, that's what we're doing for conservation in, in a nutshell. So it's like, are we really upset with that? I, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's more of some, some, people just being upset that they can't do it more. And, <laughs> sure. Or, you yeah. know? Sure. Yep. So, yeah. Hey, sorry, not sorry. Like, yeah. you know, if you want to get into that industry, go for it. I could
1: tell you it's not easy. <laughs> right. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, mean, it's hard to, hard to break into it. Yeah. And, like, and,
0: yeah. and you know, it's, that that's probably what everyone chafes with, you know what I mean is money came into hunting, right? And here you had this thing that for a long time and and let's be honest, when people first started trapping and hunting in America, a lot of it was for survival. Uh, and yeah. I'm not talking about indigenous people here. I'm talking about you know European settlers coming into the new world. And a big part of that was um, the the money side of it. And then, you know, the Lacey Act came along and helped remove the money part of really hunting, kind of separated. I mean, of course, you still had people making guns and ammo and and the few pieces of hunting gear that may have existed early on, decoys and so forth. Uh, but it wasn't really anything close to what, it had been during the days of market hunting and what it is now again today, post-market hunting still. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, people remember this kind of transition period between that. So we haven't been without market hunting for very long. I believe the Laciac came out in like 1900 or 1903, something like that. And so here we are 120 years later. And, you know, when did... When did hunting, when did people start hunting for jobs? Oh, probably in like the nineties, you know, you start having guys like the juries and Bill monster Jordan. bucks. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. some of the real tree stuff, you know, that, that's when people kind of started doing it, but that was still so few of people. Mm-hmm. Well, now fast forward to, you know, the late 2010s, 20 teens up into where we are today. Now you have a lot of people doing it. And, uh, you also have social media, which is what we're talking about now, where you can reach so many more people. And so Mm, people are just so much more aware of it. And I think they don't know how to deal with it yet in their minds as far as like, Hey, is this okay? You know, like, and money changes things. It does, you know, money, money, uh, you know, why do people get so concerned about their follower count on Instagram? Because followers, are worth something, you know, that's Mm -hmm. there. That that is a a form of a currency. You can, there's guys that hunt for a living. And right. And I think that to Alex's point, there's some jealousy that goes, into that you know there's jealousy wow look at that guy he's being successful i hate that i want to be you know i have to go to some job every day that you know that they aren't happy with or whatever and they're jealous of that person and they wish they could hunt for a living you know so that i think that's definitely a huge part of it and um but i also think that people just aren't ready to accept the fact that money like hunting is a legitimate industry now and uh there's there's people that can make it and there's people that can't and um and that changes things a little bit once you put money into it you know like like again to Mm -hmm. alex's point if you're gonna if you're gonna be working your dream job as a hunter you're gonna have to produce you're gonna have to have content and so and and because you can see that that doesn't necessarily mean that it's wrong um but also you you
2: you you just said something though so i i wrote down what you see yeah like we control what we see Mm -hmm. because if you follow it like for example right my east to west hunts page it's all hunters yeah what do you think's in my feed all day long (laughs) everybody that's shooting a turkey yeah so if, if you're if you're right now if you go look at your followers you have whatever you know you have 2000 people that you follow and 1000 of them are out turkey hunting and they whack a turkey tomorrow you're going to see 1000 people yeah. whacking turkeys
1: yeah it's right. probably the
2: same 1000 people that have been whacking the same 1000 turkeys for the past 10 years but yeah, now you just have them point. on your feed so you're like oh man everybody's yeah. killing turkeys <laughs> no it's the same same 1000 guys yep. that have hunted turkeys for the past 10 years yep. now you, you're yeah. just actually seeing them and that's that's media like i hate to tell you know that, that's yeah. that's the that's the problem you know so it's yep. like yeah, that's, that's, a, uh,
0: that's,
2: that's the that's the algorithm, guys. Point.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think too. Like <laughs> Alex, you mentioned and Kent, right when you started, you talked about the goal and like um, about what's like, for instance, the what's the purpose of each, um, whether it's a social media influencer. And I think bringing it back to like a normal human, whatever, like a, the the average Joe, it's like what is your goal or your purpose if you are going to post something or like, is that if that is influencing the reason and how you post something, then I think that's an issue. That's like almost like self filtering though. But like for me, it's like, if I go out and I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to shoot this. I would be more than satisfied with a certain animal and to harvest. And I don't because I'm like, Oh, the implication of, if I post this, like not who, like you got, then you got to take a step back and, you know, reevaluate yourself quite a bit. But if you look at the, the people that you follow or the people that are posting and their reasons why Alex mentioned that more people are Turkey hunting now than ever. I would agree. Like there's just more people doing it. If you look at mm-hmm. like certain channels that have Turkey hunted for the past four or five years, look at their views like four years ago versus like this year, it's like this way up. And that's great. Cause like, right. That's going to like Alex was saying, it gets more people with tags in their pocket, more mm-hmm. money's going to the, the, the <clears throat> DNR or whatever. That means more money is going back to conservation. So it's like the the purpose behind it is really important. I think within the conversation, and like individually for us to be able to filter. Like, okay, for me, you know, I'm not if 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 what if I feel like I have to post something a certain way because so and so is doing it and it's in what the way I would otherwise do it's just fine. And I'm feeling with certain pressure, then, then that's probably not okay on my side. Right. Like yeah. I, I, I've never shot a buck. I've shot one buck that I have the sheds off of, but you see those guys that have like, you know, two or three or four or five sets I've been following this year. It's like, you know, my, mine's by sheer luck, you know, but like, you watch that stuff like, whether there's a, like a deer, you're like, Oh, I need to have like 35 food plots. And like, 10 sets off this buck that I've been following, you know, his names like old Gramps or whatever. It's like, no, that's not that. That's the, where the money sides come in. It's like, well, that's the, that's what they've got to, you know? And for me, Mm -hmm. it's like, I, my purpose is different for it. For me, I've got to have a different purpose for myself to go out Mm -hmm. there and then, you know, like filter who I'm watching or viewing or whatever, following make sure that their purpose is solid too. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. That was, yeah. That to me, I think is important. It's the purpose behind it.
2: Yeah. Well, and and I, I think, I think that the folks that aren't genuine, they're not going to make it anyways, you know, yeah. right? Like p- people at the end of the day, like people will find out if you're not, you're not in it for the right reasons mm-hmm. or, you you kind of can't escape media right now. You know what I mean? Like, look that we've, we've seen it in the hunting industry, right? Something happens where someone gets arrested or whatever the case is. It is like lambasting them out there, right? They're screwed. (laughs) Their career's gone. They've been ousted, right? Nobody trusts them anymore. Like, that's great. Like there's a positive there. Mm -hmm. The other one is, you know, let's, uh, let's think about some of the greats or some of the folks that have really like been around for a long time. Like, a lot a lot of their success isn't just on Instagram of their successful hunts. It's their their guiding or their outfitting. Mm, yeah. And they're sharing those things, right? So it's like it's not just them. You might see 20 moose go down, but none of them are theirs. Right. They're mm. just their clients. But but yeah. that's content, right? And you're mm-hmm. like, man, this guy's just crushing it out there. <laughs> I want to go hunt with this guy. Yeah. Right? Yep. That I mean, that, what no. what's the difference from that or me sending 20,000 brochures out to people's houses back in the day. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. That's a, definitely a, an excellent point there. And, uh, you know, to wrap this thing up, ethics are a very tough thing to nail down. Um, I'm not against trophy hunting. Um, I prefer that people eat what they kill, um, and, uh, kill accordingly to either the amount of food they and their family need or, um, you know, if they got friends and uh, other loved ones that they know could use the food, you know, that's great. Or even, um, you know, doing the Hunters for the Hungry or mm-hmm. um, uh, or Hush like we have here in Iowa. You know, all of that is, is to me, it, for my personal way of viewing it, I feel is if you can go beyond just that purely trophy hunt, mindset i think that's i think it's better i think it's better if you can look at it first through the food side of things which i think the three Mm -hmm. of us do um but at the same time if i see a buck with giant antlers and i see a buck with not so giant antlers i'm shooting the buck with the giant antlers because there's a trophy value there too so i'm not i'm and i'm not even going to pretend that i'm not going to do that and and uh So trophy value that plays into this too, in this conversation somehow. Um, But also I think we should be happy for the people that can make it, um, Mm. that are doing it largely in the right way. I mean, there are those, those very rare, but do happen occasions like Alex mentioned, where you see a hunt hunting celebrity get busted for something um, or, uh, the other side of it, they'll be found out through their unethical behavior. Like Alex said, that this guy's not genuine or, or whatever. So for the guys that don't fall into those two categories, the guys that do seem to be doing it right. And guess what? They're living their dream. They get a hunt for a living. I think we should cheer those people on and we should support them. Yeah. and uh but at I the like same that. time if they do something wrong yeah then we should call them on it and and like Alex said we can control what we see <laughs> if it bugs you enough mm-hmm. quit following it in your finger <laughs> or get right. off yeah. social media all, all together and yeah. just uh, you know go back and and hunt the old-fashioned way I guess but but, um, no, I think it's a valuable conversation. The thing that I like about it is we didn't really come to any kind of conclusions here, maybe just hopefully ways that we can think about this, ponder it more deeply ourselves, and hopefully you as a listener can as well. That's why we have these pick and Bones episodes. Get your old brain going on a Tuesday. Get that monday fog gone well into the work week now so uh definitely uh, be mulling this one over talking about it with your friends tell them you heard it here on the first gen hunter podcast i saw we got a new review in appreciate that please keep uh sending those in we love seeing those five-star reviews helps get the word on the podcast out there do remember the podcast is presented by spartan forge spartan forge is so handy Year round, if you're a scouting fiend like the three of us are, uh, you're always on those e maps, and you're always you're always looking and, and zooming in and dropping waypoints and revisiting old waypoints and checking property boundaries and and looking for public land and everything else that we do on those apps. Be sure that you do the same, and uh, you can go to my link tree uh, on Instagram. Or you can look at the link in the show notes here for this podcast and get over to Spartan Forge and get signed up for them. They have, in my opinion, the best mapping service there is, but also you get the benefits of all the uh, deer behavior data during deer season as well. So make sure you check out Spartan Forge. And then the other guy on this call here, guy who's been here since year one, good old Alex uh, from East West Hunts. Make sure you... Check out East to West Hunts. Go to east East2WestHunts.com and uh, browse around there. He's got all sorts of services he offers. He can fully equip you to go do your dream hunt that you can post on the gram later, uh, with the purest of intentions, of course. And uh, you can save yourself ten uh, percent uh, when you do by using the promo code First Gen Ten when you check out, and uh, that applies to all of it. You know, gear rental, uh, hunt plan. Uh, tag application service, whatever. Use that code FIRSTGEN10, save yourself 10% off. Again, go to easttowesthunts.com, And I really, truly believe that there isn't a more helpful person in that corner of the hunting industry than our good friend, Alex here on this call. So make sure you talk to Alex. Well, thank you so much gents for jumping in on this one, weighing it out, duking it out a little bit, making my brain, my brain have to work into overtime tonight. Um, (laughs) but, uh, look forward to getting you guys on another podcast here soon. Thank you to all the listeners. Uh, you are the best part of this show. So make sure you reach out to us, contact us, let us know what you think about doing it for the gram and the hunting world. But uh, until next time, everyone, take care and take someone hunting.